everyone, Eddie Wilson here with the Think Realty Podcast, and we're actually tag teaming it today. Uh, we've got uh, my co-host, Avi Golhar, who is always the main host, but now I jumped in on his thing. So uh, we're excited about that because uh, we've got a great interview today. We're doing a series of interviews and podcasts revolving around our resident experts and the resident expert program. We've got an awesome resident expert uh, today, but before we jump into that, Avi, tell us who sponsors the show. Today, it's Peer Street. Peer Street is a two-sided marketplace for investing in real estate. They empower originators with technology, capital, and resources to make it easier for their borrowers to fulfill their real estate vision. They allow retail investors to generate passive income by investing fractionally in the loans offered on their platform. The hope is to change the status quo from the start to finish and make investing in real estate simple and easy. Check them out. Go to PeerStreet.com. Again, that's www.PeerStreet.com for more information. All right, we've got Greg Slaughter. Uh, Greg Slaughter not only is a Think Realty resident expert, but he is a genius when it comes to property management. I would agree uh, with that. He is, uh, he's laughing, but uh, he is also very humble about the entire process of property management. He's also like the guy that I go to whenever I have property management related questions. Believe me, if there's one thing that I hate more than anything is dealing with tenants. And every time I call Greg, he's like, hey, you just do this. And it fixes my problem like that. So I'm really excited to have this conversation because you're a long-term, if you're a long-term real estate investor, you know the challenge of dealing with tenants. And you wanna make sure that your property is always gonna be up to snuff. Greg's your guy. Let's get into it. Yeah, so let me question. jump in. I'd yeah, jump in because, and if you don't mind, we're gonna ask you some hard ones today. You cool with that? Absolutely. Okay. Go for it. And then the funny thing is, is like we think they're hard, but probably they're not hard to you. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think you're gonna be able to come stump me at all. <laughs> oh, that, that sounds like a challenge. Let's do that. Let's do that. Um, so no, I'll start off with an easy one, and that is, you know, most real estate investors, as they're putting together their portfolio, they've got one or two properties, three properties, maybe they're on to ten properties. Why should I manage them myself? I, I'm in that boat, right? Like right. I pay someone else to manage. Now, I wanna hear your answer on that because sometimes for me, just paying somebody 10% is like, I get to get rid of my headache. And, and I know that you've got a very specific thought on that. So why not just give it away? Absolutely. Well, first of all, nobody wants to manage properties. I mean, let's be honest. I didn't wanna manage property. No investor, in the, I've never met an investor that wants to self-manage their properties. Mm -hmm. We didn't get in this business for that. It's not, I've never met someone that said, you know what, I think I wanna be a real estate investor because I really wanna manage tenants and toilets. Mm -hmm. That's just not how it works. Mm -hmm. So of course, I would prefer to hire a property manager. Everybody would. But the thing is, is I've discovered two things over the course of my, of my time. Uh, first of all, is that when you hire a property manager, you think you're gonna be able to make more money, but it ends up being you actually end up making less. Mm -hmm. And I can dive into that a little bit deeper if we, if we want. Well, the reason I got into it, quite frankly, is because I actually hired two property managers when I first started. Mm -hmm. And we, one lasted about 18 months and the other one lasted less than six months. And I ended up firing both of them. Mm -hmm. I ended up firing both of them because I felt like they were costing me more money than, than I could have just done it myself. So I think just like most investors, I started off by I had to do this because I had to make more money. Mm -hmm. I had mortgages on these things and I had bills to pay. And if I didn't make more money, I, had, I, I couldn't pay the mortgages. Mm -hmm. So I basically forced myself to do it because I had no other option but to do it. I think the reason I do it today though is because I think I've discovered the secrets of how to make it easy. So it's almost like I already have a property manager, but I don't have to pay for one now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's when I think property management and doing it myself, I just 
firmly believe sometimes that it's just not scalable. Like there's nothing you can tell me that's going to, if I'm doing something, my time doing something is better spent either raising capital or finding properties or anything else aside from property management. And I'm sure a lot of our viewers are wondering, wait, so you're telling me that Greg manages his own properties and can do so at scale. I want to understand how that even happens. Yes, absolutely. Well, there's, well, to go back to the point where it says it costs you more money and why I ended up doing this in the first place, because yeah. that'll explain why the scaling, is because what I discovered, and just myself, and also talking to a lot of hundreds of other investors that, that manage their own properties as well, when they use property managers, is generally speaking, and this isn't hardcore number, but generally speaking, I think property managers, regardless of what they tell you, cost somewhere between 30 to 35%. Mm. So that's mm. the numbers that I have found to be Throughout, throughout the wait, the, stop there. Wow, so you're country. saying yeah. that what what actual number that a real estate investor should be looking at is, uh, generally speaking, gross, right, or net? I guess net. What what that net is is thirty percent of whatever that rent dollar is is what yeah. the property manager is costing you. Yes, absolutely. And the reason I came up with that price and the, and the numbers show that price is it's not just what they charge, because mm -hmm. uh, they obviously have their monthly fees. They obviously have their upcharges on everything they do. But it's also in the amount of vacancy that they'll have versus the amount of vacancy that you'll have. Mm -hmm. um, the amount of uh, repair will cost versus the, amount, the repair cost that you can do. So when you factor all those numbers mm -hmm. into play, and I've done this literally for 20 plus years now, and spoken to hundreds of investors, and, and those numbers are pretty consistent. Mm. So Jeez. it's somewhere between 30 to 35%, in my opinion, is what a property manager really, re really costs. So to your question as far as scaling, what I had to do is I had to find out, well, when I started, obviously, I only had about four or five properties. Now I have dozens and dozens of properties in multiple states, and I self-manage all of them. And the way I was able to do that is basically find the systems in order to make that work. And I had to completely change the way my mindset worked on the entire industry. Because in my opinion, the industry is broken and it's flawed. I think property managers in general, they want to do a really good job, but unfortunately, because the industry is broken and flawed, they just follow what everybody else does, and that's why it ends up costing them the 30 to 35% of, of your properties. Whereas if you could figure out the secrets, which I believe I found, and you can actually eliminate that, not need the property manager, but then you basically just have a property manager that doesn't cost you anything. Let me give you an example. So uh, what I discovered when I was studying this stuff is that this industry teaches us as, as investors that we're the landlord and that we're the property manager. But once I really started diving into it, I had to ask myself, am I really the property manager? Because if we think about it, who is the individual that's at the home every single day taking care of the landscaping, mowing the grass and taking care of the, of the bushes? Yeah, the tenant. Who is it? Yeah. The tenant, right? Yeah. Who is at the home every single day making sure the inside of the house is clean and in proper condition? The tenant. The tenant, right? Mm -hmm. Who's the mm -hmm. individual that's at the home that as soon as something breaks down, they initiate the process or system or whatever it is you have in mm -hmm. place to get the repair taken care of? Who is that? It's the tenant. It's the tenant, right? Yeah. So who really is the property manager? That's the it's, tenant. it's the tenant is the property the manager. The tenant. The answer is the tenant. is the property manager, right? So, and I know that sounds like semantics, but yeah. once you actually start thinking about it, you start looking at the business a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And then when I found, when I discovered that, you look at things completely differently because it's like, you know what? I'm not the property manager. They're the, they're the property manager, so what my job is, if I'm not the property manager, my job is, is I'm the CEO of this business. 
Mm. And I treat every individual property as its own individual business. And I'm the CEO of this business, and my job is to hire the property manager. And in this case, the property manager is the tenant. So, hold on. How do you incentivize tenants then to like do this? Because now you're essentially taking, you're taking the job of property manager and you're offloading it to the tenant who you're saying is the property manager. Right. And that's a perfect segue into, I told you there's two things I discovered. So that was, and we didn't plan this. I told you get there. We didn't plan this at all. So it was a perfect segue. So, because the second thing I discovered is, and this is a big industry flaw, and one of the reasons why it's broken is that everybody, and even all the gurus teach about this, and you read the books, and everything you've ever learned in this industry for 50 plus years, or whatever, how long it's been around, is that you want to find the perfect tenant, right? How many, how many times have you heard that? You've got to find the perfect tenant. You just screen, 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 you find the perfect tenant. Yeah. Well, what I discovered is that you, that's a needle in the haystack. You might as well be looking for a unicorn, right? Especially when you start trying to make them be the property manager. Mm -hmm. It's almost, it's, it's daunting, it, it's, it's almost impossible. So what I discovered is that I'm not looking for the perfect tenant. I create perfect tenants and that's the difference. Mm. So when I'm looking and I'm scouting for someone, I'm looking for a prospect. I'm not looking for the tenant. I'm looking for someone I can train. And again, that may sound like semantics, but this is basically how the entire industry changes. If you can change your mindset is that you're not the property manager, they are, and that you're not looking for the perfect tenant, you're creating perfect tenant. So for example, like we don't show homes. Now everybody, when you're renting a house, you gotta show the home, right? You gotta show the home, and then you gotta find out if they can financially afford it, if they can pay the rent, and if they can, if they like the home and they can pay the rent, then you rent it out to them. That's pretty much a formula in this industry, yeah. has been since the existence of time, right? Yeah. We don't operate that way at all. So. What we do is I'm looking for a prospect that I can potentially train to be the perfect tenant. And when we show the homes, of course, they gotta like the home, but that's an interview. We call that an interview process. We are actually interviewing the tenant. And if they're gonna be a property manager, then I'm gonna need to know whether or not they have the ability and the skills to do that job. So I wanna ask them, do you own a lawnmower? Have you ever mowed grass before in your life? Have you ever cut bushes before? Who took care of the landscaping at your last home? What cleaning supplies do you have? What tools do you have? Do you have a screwdriver? Do you know how to use it? Do you know what a GFC outlet is? Do you know how to turn off and on a breaker? I mean, I could go on and on and on. We have a list of like over 100 questions that we can ask our tenants, but it's literally, it's an interview. Mm. And that's how we're screening our tenants. I don't care whether or not they like the house. Obviously, they gotta like the house or they're not right. gonna move in. But we, we will cross anybody. If they don't know how to use tools and they don't know how to use a lawnmower, I don't want them in my houses. Because I don't want those phone calls. I don't want that. I, I don't want those headaches. So I'd be a bad tenant for you, pretty much. I mean, you know, I know. Yeah, I, I, looks I know like. you. I'm, I'm not, not taking gonna... care of you. Yeah, yeah. You just you, failed the you're, interview. You're one of those prima donna tenants. I want nothing to do with it. So, I mean, this seems like a very interesting process, right? The the entire the the entire tenant uh, interview process. Does it really lead to long-term tenants? Oh, absolutely. Uh, when you combine, well, it's a whole. It's a lot more than that. Obviously, we, we're in a very yeah, short yeah. Well, amount of time. Time out here, for a second. Time out. If you ask me about the property management, my head is going to go down. Yeah. You're going to ask me about, and I'm going to like, I'm yeah. going to get more defeated, more defeated. More defeated. <laughs> all the time. You literally just ask him a question, and he like got in his chair. He's all excited. Yeah, yeah, it does. He's, he's, like, he's like, wait, I've never he's seen. The, yeah, he's way too excited about this process. Yeah, yeah. He's like what? Well, well, like I said, I think if you actually follow this process, it's almost like if you can, if you can actually create the perfect tenant. And to, in my mind, the perfect tenant is a property manager that's mm -hmm. taking on the property and they stay for many years. Our goal is six years or more. Wow. And if you wow. can get them to do that, it's basically you have a property manager for each individual house and you're not paying them. 
How many of you would like to hire a property manager company that takes care of one house so you know they can do it, but, and you don't pay them? Yeah, let's ask. How many of you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like every hand goes I do. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. See, that's the goal, and that's the whole process. That's how my mind thinks, and that's how, that's how we do things. This isn't just too good to be true, right? I don't, I mean, I don't know. Um, Can it, I hire you to do mine? <laughs> <laughs> just for the record, I do not manage property. I know, right? that's the craziest part. We started this by saying nobody wants to manage properties. Yeah. There's no way in the world I'm ever going to do that business. But you do teach others to do your system. Absolutely. I will teach others. I mean, I'm not in competition with them, and I yeah. want to help as many people as I can. Absolutely. Yeah. So I teach other investors how they can do what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so go back for a second. So. This is a multi-billion dollar industry, property management, right? Every hedge fund in America has gotten into the single family space. Wall Street's there, yeah, retirement funds are there, all the way down to the mom and pop guy that owns two or three rental properties. And you're saying the entire industry's flawed. I get now why it is. And you're saying every guru teaches you what you just talked, like the opposite of what you just talked about. Right. And so we've got a bigger issue here, right, than just, you know, and I don't, you know, you, you, can, you can say whatever you want about gurus, I don't, I don't care, but it's like, I, I feel like we've got a bigger issue here. So how do we solve this on a global, national scale, right? Because I own properties, you know I own properties. Right. And I get the same answer from my property manager every month, which is the one you just said is not the right answer, which is, well, we just gotta screen better. If we just screen better, if we just screen a little bit more, like you need to be so, you need to stop pushing us so hard on occupancy so we get a little bit more time to get a better tenant so that we get longer tenants. That's, that's the answer I get, right? So your property manager out there, you're watching, you know, like, just know, like we're, we're figuring something out here. I'm gonna blow your mind on this right now. So I don't know you, if you I want me to really blow your mind right now? Okay. So the funny thing is, the funny thing is, in a ball, like, <laughs> Funny thing is, is the more they screen, the less likely you are going to get the perfect tenant. I'll give you a perfect example. Everybody nice. out there uses credit scores, mm -hmm. right? right? Everybody, the better the credit score, the better the tenant, right? That's how they do. Do you know that the better the credit score, the less likely you are going to get to a perfect tenant? Because they leave too soon? Bingo. Mm. So because if you know, if the perfect tenant, I want the perfect tenant to stay there for six years. You and I both know if they have good credit, really good credit and they make good money, yeah. what are they going to do sooner yeah. rather than later? Right. You may get them to stay there for a year or two, but they're generally speaking, they're gone after a year or two, right? Because yeah. they're going to go buy a home. Mm -hmm. Why do I want those people in my house? I don't want those people. I only do because I've been told that that's what I'm supposed to want. <laughs> <laughs> I do not that's want exactly what I'm getting. Like, I want somebody that has a credit score of 720 yeah. or higher yeah. or 750 or higher. We do the exact yeah, opposite. Because those people are not who I want in my homes. I don't want it to be turning my homes. I, how I discovered this is when I actually started figuring out oh, who is the perfect crazy. tenant. Well, I want my tenant to be in there for six years. So I started looking like every single time one of my tenants was moving out, it's like they bought a home. They bought a home. They bought a home. It's like, why are these people buying homes? It's like, I don't want these people anymore. So I actually rule out people with really good credit. I do the exact opposite. I want people with bad credit. And then, of course, the next question I know you already want to ask yeah. me. And I, I know mean, everybody coming. out there it's wants coming. to ask me. It's like, well, if you get somebody with bad credit, they're never going to pay the rent, yeah. right? That's the question everybody wants to know. Well, let me challenge you on that. So how, how many people do you personally know, maybe intimately out there, is that you know that were, paid all their bills on time, was really good at payment, 
But unfortunately, sometimes bad things happen to good people, right? Yeah. They get in a car accident, mm -hmm. they rack up a lot of medical bills, destroys their credit, but they're good paying people. Mm -hmm. You know anybody like that? Yeah. yeah. We all know those people, Plenty. right? School loans wreck people's credit, right? Or they have a divorce, yeah. a death in the family, something that really sets them back. And maybe they've been set back for six months or a year, but now they're back on their feet and they're going again, but their credit is destroyed. Those are the best tenants you can humanly possibly get because one, they can't buy a house. Two, no one else will touch them because their credit is wrecked and everybody else in the industry doesn't want to touch these people. Yeah. So not only are they going to be long-term tenants, but they're grateful and they're thankful yeah. because you accepted them hmm. and you're working with them and you're helping them. Wow. And they're going nowhere. So hmm. you want really good tenants? Don't go for the really good credit. Wow. You got to learn how to That's discover how to find these fetal people. position. I feel like it's about yeah. to happen here pretty soon. And now, now, yeah. I, now I want to take a look at the P and Ls for all my properties yeah. and, and see this thirty percent. Yeah, probably gonna like come back to 40, 42. I feel like I'm pretty good. I'm probably in the twenty-eight range. <laughs> I just never thought it never computed for me that it is that expensive. Me either. That number blew my mind when you said it. Yeah, yeah it blew my mind. I had a double check, triple check. Well, I started asking other investors. <laughs> I, I still didn't believe I it. I totally Crazy. get it when you put it all together. Uh, and I have experienced that. And I bet you it probably is right. Yeah. But then you start thinking about it, You back that process up. And we buy, we buy assets based on the potential of their performance. Well, very few of mine perform at a level that a 35% loss year over year makes sense. Like that, There's they no don't make sense. Like I don't, I don't know of an asset that I could invest in and right. you know, yeah. pay 35% to own right. and still make money. <laughs> and, and I think that's why most investors end up self-managing the properties. Yeah. They may not even know what the exact numbers are, but they know they're not making enough to survive. Right. They right. got a mortgage. You think, you're, you're, you think your property is making 200 to $300 a month, but at the end of the year, it's like you haven't made anything. It's right. like, where, where's yeah. all the money? And you're still go? paying the mortgage and you're still paying the insurance. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I, I hear so many people that are discouraged and I hear this all the time, especially like in the in the more sophisticated realms. It's like, well, I realized that I got in for cash flow. Where I'm at right now is appreciation. Like, right. look at this market; it's amazing. <laughs> like, they're all they're right. doing is, is justifying bad performance. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> and the sad thing is, is that you just go from one property manager to another property manager to another property manager, and it's no fault of the property managers. They're doing the best they can. It's I don't think it, it's the system. It's yes. a broken system. It's flawed. So you can change ten to 10 different property management companies. And unfortunately, yeah. generally speaking, you're gonna get the same results. And I mean, some of, are gonna be better than others, but. Think about this too. I only buy in markets that I believe um, I can find good tenants in, where I can find higher credit scores, right? Like you change that di dynamic and you actually can get performance out of a C or a D class area, yeah. then it changes the game. Absolutely. Right. right. Absolutely. I mean, you look at Columbus, yeah. Detroit, right. Indy, I mean, all these. All these areas where you have distressed assets, I would never have thought to like to put somebody with a five or six hundred credit score into these areas, and now all of a sudden I'm actually making more money from a bottom line perspective. Right now, you do got to get really good about finding those particular individuals right. because obviously when you're dealing with bad credit, yeah. especially when you market, like we'll market, like your credit score doesn't matter because we mm -hmm. want to pull as many of those people in as possible. And you have to you have to weed through the you have to weed through them. I because I mean, a lot of those people have bad credit because right. they have bad credit, yeah, right? Yeah. There's a reason for that. Just not yeah. bad you you got to go through and be able to find and pick those individuals yeah. with the bad credit, but point, are good payers. At some point, I want to have you back and we can just talk about what your lead funnel looks 
looks like, like yeah. your top of funnel marketing strategy to find these people. But we can't do that now because we've got to go. Um, <laughs> where, oh, that was fast. Obviously, <laughs> obviously. We uh, just wanted to get them excited. Want more. That's the hook, yeah, right? Yeah. That, that works. Uh, uh, speaking about that, do you mind giving them please. your how to find you or how to find this course? Because I know many of them, you know, are going to be interested. Absolutely. So I had so many people ask me about how do you do this, how to do this, and so instead of me answering those questions thousands, thousands of times, I actually put it together, pre-recorded over eight hours of training in, in my course. And you can just simply go to if you want more information on it, you can just simply go to my website, gregslaughter.com, and you can check it out there. Very good. All right, Think Realty Nation, that's the show. If you have any questions for Greg, uh, you have his information, gregslaughter.com. Social media, all that stuff, yeah, active, a, they can find you everywhere? Yeah, social okay. media, it's Greg Slaughter Legacy. So okay. just go to Greg Slaughter Legacy, and my website's gregslaughter.com. And his Instagram is lit, by the way. You have to, you have to check it out. Oh, it's, 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 <laughs> I, I'm telling you it's lit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. Okay. It's, it's, it's lit on fire. It's kind of okay. okay. I'll take um, your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any questions, get in touch with us. Uh, thinkrealty.com slash podcast for previous episodes and future episodes as well. That's where Eddie and I live. Uh, this podcast was brought to you by Peer Street. Uh, Peer Street is a two-sided marketplace for investing in real estate. Check them out. Uh, go to peerstreet.com. They empower originators with technology, capital, and resources to make it easier for their borrowers to fulfill their real estate vision. They then allow retail investors to generate passive income by fractionally investing in the loans offered on their platform. The hope is to change the status quo from start to finish and make investing in real estate simple and easy. Again, www.peerstreet.com for more information. Uh, Think Realty Nation, it's been fun. Until next time, happy investing.